So I walked into my office last Wednesday, <clears throat> and I, I sat in my chair, and I started thinking and praying about today. After all, you know it is the first Sunday of a new year, so that, that could be significant to someone. I don't know. So I, I, I'm sitting there asking God, what do you want to say? To your people on Sunday. And as I was sitting there, a song came to my mind. So I got my computer out and looked it up on YouTube and started. I was going to play it. But you know, when you, when you pull up songs on YouTube, there's a whole bunch of options on the side here of other songs that maybe have something to do with your song or nothing to do with your song. But they're, they're all right here. So the first one, the first option I, I looked at, it was... It kind of caught my eye. It had a, a rather attractive young lady's face. And I just glanced at it, and I saw how many people viewed whatever that was. 63 million people had viewed that video. Now, that caught my attention. I thought, what's all the fuss? I mean, can 63 million people be all wrong? Don't answer that. I'll just stick with me here. So I clicked on it just to see what all the excitement was. And it was a music video by this young lady named Katy Perry. You don't have to remember that. You don't have to write it down. Just follow along here. And this song was called Firework. So I listened to the song. 63 million viewers. I mean, this is incredible. Now, if I interpreted the song correctly. Basically, what it was saying was that within all of us, there's this spark, this firework, if you will, that will come out if you just find out who you are, be you are, be who you are, whatever it is, just let it glow, go with the flow of whatever it is. And the video was different scenes of people who, at the beginning, had very difficult lives in some way, shape, or form. Well, somehow they caught on to whatever this lady was singing, and they started to spark too. Now, the implication was, if you just connect with who you are, and you be your true self, everything will be okay. 63 million viewers. By the way, I looked it up again this morning. It's up to about 69 million by today. 69 million people. Now, I suppose most of them liked the song. I mean, it's kind of a catchy tune. I'm not recommending it. I'm not saying go home and look at it. But I suppose many of them said, yeah, it's a nice, nice tune. I like the song. I mean, nice graphics. It's beautiful settings. But I was wondering, how many of those viewers, as they listened to that song and saw the scenes, were searching for an answer to something? How many of those people were searching for something that works? Something that will make a difference in their life. Something that will change their situation. How many people, maybe even some here today, 
have come this morning hoping that they'd hear a word from the Lord? Hoping that they'd catch something that would change your situation. This situation that I'm in that's so difficult and and my life is so heavy and things seem to be crowding in. What's the answer? So I sat back in my chair on Wednesday and, you know, I I just thought about all this. I, I guess you could say down deep in my soul there was this cry that came out that said, God, what really do you want to say to us on the first Sunday of a new year? Somebody's going to be wanting to catch something, Lord. See, what happens is, sometimes when I get in my office on a Tuesday or Wednesday, it's a busy week. And sometimes... I'm tempted to tell you what I want to tell you. You see, this is pretty cool if you really think about it. I mean, I get to stand up in front of people, lots of people, every Sunday and say whatever I want. Now, over time, you may not like it and I'll have to go somewhere else and say whatever I want. But anyway, I can say whatever I want. Sometimes, in a busy week, I kind of get off, maybe, I try not to, but... Busy week, okay, I'm going to say this. But this week, Lord, what do you want to say? You know what I found out? Our God is a God of few words. Which scares me because I've got 30 minutes to fill. So I said, God, what do you want to say? And as I sat there, Well, I I think it's a word from the Lord. I'm sure the Lord impressed upon me this one phrase. In answer to my question, what do you want to tell your people on the first Sunday of the new year? He said, tell them to love me. I said, hello? We know that. Tell them to love me. I have to tell you, I was a little disappointed. I was expecting more than that. Started arguing with God a little bit, saying, God, we've talked about this before. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and all that. We've talked about it before, God. We all know you, you, you want us to love you. Hello. He just said over and over again, tell them to love me. And as I sat there, it hit me. Maybe he thinks we haven't gotten it yet. Because you see what God knows? What he knows, and he's a pretty smart guy. God, excuse me. He created us. He knows everything about us. And what he knows is, if a human being, will love God. I mean, truly love God. Their whole world will fall into place. Somebody say amen. 
God knows that if you, you, I mean you, you, if you would love God more than anything else in this world, things would begin to make sense. Things would begin to fall into place. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm talking about God being the center of your life and us going, ah. Because that's how He planned for us to be. So I thought maybe it's because, He keeps bringing this up, maybe it's because He doesn't think we've gotten it yet. See, as I sit there at my desk on Wednesday, my mind went back to Deuteronomy. Way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses is giving the people a message from God. Perhaps he was sitting in his office listening to YouTube songs. I have no idea. Maybe he was just checking things out and said, God, you know, the people are going to want a message from you. What should I tell them? He says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love the Lord your God, Moses said. God said through Moses. And then as I was thinking about that, my mind raced all the way through the Bible to the New Testament, to the Gospels, Matthew to be exact. In Matthew chapter 22, a teacher of the law came up to Jesus and basically asked him, Jesus, what does the law teach? Jesus, what's the bottom line here? Or maybe he was saying to Jesus, tell us what God wants to tell us today. What is the message today, Jesus? And Jesus took a deep breath and said in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 36 and 37, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You know what we've done? We stuck it on the wall. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You see, God keeps bringing it up. Love me. Not like that. Not like what you're thinking. He's saying, really, love me. Love me in a way that would transform your life. Love me in a way that would transform your family. Love me in a way that would transform your world, your church, and all of that. What's your message today, Lord, on the first Sunday of 2011? Just tell them to love me. Honestly, I said, God, is that all you've got today? He said, yep, that's it. See, in the New Testament, the, the, the language of the New Testament is often more expressive in some cases than in English. And this word love is one of those places. We have one word for love, love. And that's for everything. But in the New Testament, they have different words for love. They have eros, which means passionate love or romantic love. We get our word erotic from that. That love says, 
I love you for what I can get from you. I love you for a desire that you can quench in my life. I love you because you can do something for me. Then there's filio, that is brotherly love or friendship love. Um, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. That's when, you know, you, you two guys are out in the woods hunting and one guy bags up deer and the other guy says, man, I love you, buddy. That's a cool deer. Whatever, that's just friendship love. Maybe it's a little deeper than that. Okay, maybe it is. It's, it's friendship. That's another kind of love in the New Testament. Then there's the kind of love that is that is that is written more than the other two combined and many more times than that. It is agape. You've heard of that term before, haven't you? It's agape. That's unconditional love. That's love that says, even though you don't do anything for me, even though I, I, that you can't do anything for me, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you unconditionally. Self-sacrificial love. Love that says no matter what happens, I'm going to love you. That's agape love. The reason it appears most in the New Testament is because that's the love God's talking about. For God so, for God so agaped the world that he gave his only begotten son. We talk a lot of times at weddings about 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Love is patient. Agape is patient. At the end, in verse 8, it says, Agape never fails. You see, so what happens is God is talking about agape love, unconditional love, and let's be honest with each other. We are a lot of times talking about eros. We're talking about love that will get something. I love you because, God, you can do something for me. You see, sometimes we have a physical issue, we have a financial issue, we have a, an issue down at home or at school or at work, and we pray, God, would you just help me with this? If you help me with this, God, I'll love you, I'll serve you, I'll go to Africa, I'll do whatever you want me to do. If you just help me here, I'll do whatever you say. That's eros. That's foxhole love. Now, you might not think that's how you love God, but how many times in your life have you prayed for something, prayed that asked God to do something for you, and it didn't happen, and you got angry with God, or upset at God, or were tempted to throw in the towel with God because, man, if you can't do what I'm asking you, I'm out of here. You ever felt that way? That's eros. That's loving God because of what he can do for me. But here's what God wants from you. If he doesn't heal you, if he doesn't save you from going broke, if the problem down at work or at school or at the home doesn't improve, I'm going to love you anyway. That's agape love. You see, I'm sitting in my office. I say, God, what do you want to say to your people on Sunday? And he says, tell them to love me. 
Tell them to love me in 2011 more than they've ever loved me before. Tell them that I'm ready, willing, and able to guide them into the deepest spiritual life that they've ever had. Tell them to give me everything they have. They can trust me with it. Tell them to love me with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and watch life fall into place. Hey, God, not bad for 2011. Because, you see, everything else this year should be built on this. Love me. Everything else starts right here this year. Love me. Everything else clips along on all cylinders when you start right here. Building everything this year from this day forward on the foundation of God's love. Well, that song I was looking up, I've listened to it many times. It's kind of gotten in, kind of gotten in my soul. It would be a great year, or it'd be a great song for the year if we if we did that kind of thing. Basically, it says, "Lord, with all I am, I love you." With all there is within me, with all I am, I love you. Let's listen to it.